Don't watch me, watch Nolazine TV. Man, it's Sean Cotton of Say Cheese TV, and we're on Nolazine TV in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> Man, that's big, man. I appreciate it. Um, I was raised in Arlington, Texas. That's where I was raised, so I claim it. You know what I'm saying? You was born in Philly. Yeah. And shout out to Philly, you know, but they showed me love as well. Yeah, Philly, yeah. That's where all my roots is from. You know, mom, dad. I don't got no immediate family in, in Texas. You know, I don't got no cousins, aunts, uncles, or anything like that. So I would always go back to Philly just to, you know, see family and just the culture, you know? Okay. Well, you know, I want to get on this interview about being one full entrepreneur. Like, did you have any on the entrepreneur I'm like background actually before? I'm like, say cheese? Yeah. Because um, I remember, you know, growing up, Grand Theft Auto, like Vice City came out in San Andres. Um, you know, because how old are you? You like 30, 20, 20? Yeah. So you, you remember that time. But um, Grand Theft Auto would come out and my mom wouldn't give me money. So I was still my dad's. Um, I would steal my dad lawnmower and go uh, house to house and um, uh, shit, do uh, cut yards for like $20, $30 just to save up for video games. Uh, my sister used to sell candy, I used to help her sell candy. And then as growing up, you know, you had your jobs and shit like that. But, um, you know, when I started with Say Cheese, I didn't want to have a, a real job like that. So when I quit Best Buy and Home Depot, and started say cheese. I started selling uh, fake doctor notes and the car insurance. Yeah, and, and and me and my mom used to um, deliver phone books to houses, and I used to deliver them at night because I didn't want nobody to see me. Cause you know, I wasn't embarrassed, but people like to put you in the box. You know, first impression is everything. So people would like to put you in the box or like to record you and make fun of you. I wasn't embarrassed, but I just wanted to be discreet at the time. Yeah. So far as like say cheese, like you know, being in your room coming up with this blog, it was, it was say cheese was the first thing that actually that came to mind. Um, yeah, the I don't know where I got the name from. I said in Vlad it came from Reed Dollars, but it kind of like didn't it just rolled off the tongue. I didn't want to come up with a if we're talking about the name itself, I didn't want it to be too ghetto to where it was scared away like big advertisement companies or um sponsorships. So I just picked something corny and it, and it blew up to become a, a, a household name, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't really think too much into the name. I thought into like the product, the content. So Say Cheese is just, you know, it just is what it is. So, you know, actually coming up with Say Cheese, did you actually think about like advertisers and everything like starting off? I knew I had a crazy feeling because I told my friend in like July of like 2010 or 2011, I told my friend in the summertime, and I just thought about it for like three months. And I told like my close friends what I was about to do and I knew what it was about to do. Um, I knew Say Cheese was about to do what it did, but I had to prepare. And um, I threw the party called a booty in Denton, came up with a few dollars, bought all my equipment and the rest was history. Yeah, man, it, it just, it's just crazy because I knew what it would do. 
I just had to execute, you know, and a lot of people don't execute these days. They just make it look good for the gram. Like I really was, I really was, was hustling. I really was working. I definitely feel you on that. Yeah. So I got a bone to pick with you. So you said something in the interview, basically like, mm -hmm. um, and when everybody was starting blogs, they had people going out every night and you would stay home yeah. and be working. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and, and I actually talked to GDP, shout out GDP, he told yeah. me, like, able to name them, able to know all the smokes, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, he, he was like, man, Dame Dash and Sean, I mean, Sean Combs, Diddy Combs, was out every night, but they still got their work done. Yeah. And I thought about, like, man, shit, just last night, I'm, I'm in the club and I popped 10 bottles and I woke up this morning at 7 doing interviews. Yeah. So it's like, I just think it's your work ethic. Yeah, it's not about it. Like, I'm not, I'm not one of them guys who tell people don't go clubbing. That ain't me. I just didn't do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody got to sacrifice something. And I sacrificed being um, a, uh, accessible. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I sacrificed all the distractions. I sacrificed that. Like, I feel like you can club and still come up. Academics be on Twitch every night sipping Henny. You can still club and be who you want to be. That's just what I sacrificed. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not telling you if you start a, a media company to not club. That's just what I didn't do. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of people let the nightlife take over. They grind. That's why I'm trying to tell you. It's more. It's easier to be successful if you let some of them things go. But I'm not one of them. I'm not one of them guys because I threw parties. So how I'm gonna tell you Me not too. party if I threw parties? Yeah. I just when I when I got in my bag, I just cut everything out and just focused on that. But no, nah, I'm not saying don't party. I'm not saying don't fuck hoes and do your thing. I just felt like you I just, sacrifice I things. sacrificed all that shit and went crazy. Like I didn't even tell my mom what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? Like my mom knew what Say Cheese was, but I would lock in. And, and uh, it's funny cause I got a Vlad interview coming out, but I would just lock myself in a room and just, just back when websites was, we had the SayCheeseTV.com, websites are really popping no more cause Instagram, but I didn't even know what really, my mom, my family didn't know what really was going on. And yeah, yeah, shit, we was, I was locked in. kind of like mine right now, like, yeah. I don't know what he do, but he do something legal. Yeah, <laughs> so, and, 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 and I didn't even, I moved out my mom's house when I, I had 116 grand saved up when I moved out my mom's house. I was 26 years old, like, cause my dad was gonna kick me out, my, kick me out. But luckily my mom and dad divorced and my mom needed me to stay around, you know, to help around the house and shit. Right. Like, we wasn't rich. So I had to help my mom, you know, like I said, we was really doing phone books on the side. But your dad probably wanted to kick you out because like, he's old, I want him to learn. He, 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 want, he, he, want, he wanted the best for me, but he's, he's, he, he's by the book. He's go to college, get a job. My mom's the hustler, like, yo, do this, do this on the side. And shit. I didn't tell my mom I had this much money saved up. I just was stacking up, helping her on the side. YouTube checks come in or whatever come in, make sure she good, $50 a week, whatever. Just put groceries in there, make, make sure she was appreciated. Right. Yeah. But I never was staying there being uh, disrespectful. Them, yeah. yeah, I wasn't smoking in the crib and all that, being disrespectful, none of that. I was respectful, grinding, locking myself in the room. I didn't even come out the room. And shit moved out. It paid off. It paid off. Okay. <laughs> so, like, you know, being in the music industry, mm -hmm. like, uh, like for the underground and mainstream for over 10 years, I want you to explain what do you enjoy most about it and what do you hate most about it. I like breaking news. I like finding new artists. I like, you know, changing lives or giving people opportunity. 
because everybody I sign doesn't blow up, you know. But I, I like giving people the chance to um, to better their situation. Um, yeah, I like giving people, you know, uh, I like giving people a chance to, I like giving people a chance, you know, that's my thing. That's, that's the great thing about it. I love breaking news and, and seeing people's reaction. Um, the bad thing is the emotional rappers. You know, you get people who don't know how to control their emotions and control their feelings and, and things of that nature. But, um, you know, everything comes with good and bad. You know, everything comes with good and bad. And I'm not here to dwell on the bad, but it's definitely more good than bad. But, you know, you do have to deal with so many different personalities throughout the day. It can get tough. So I had this situation, and I saw that you had the same situation multiple yeah. times. Like, so I had this artist from New Orleans, so I hooked him up with his big manager, and he started blowing up and big. And like, I DM'd him one time playing with him. Like, basically, hey, bro, you know, I'm gonna set this up. He told me, no, you didn't. Yeah. Like, damn, like, but the manager knew he was gonna give me my, he was gonna get my credit once he gets signed. But like, hey, when I saw that, you know, had experience with like past artists, and you'll like get them to the label and everything, and like, they don't give you all of your credit. Yeah. Like, you know, I yeah. want you to give some advice to someone that's in our field who like working with these artists and like probably popular connected and like and like helping these artists get plugged and the artists don't want to get them, you know, love. Yeah, it's just really just um just knowing the business. Like, you know, when I got Rod Wave his deal, I didn't know the business. When I blew up Glock 9, I didn't know the business. I was just doing it out of a hobby, like knowing what I'm capable of doing. So you just got to know the business, make sure the paperwork is right, um, because no matter who you put on or what you do for somebody, if you're not in paperwork, it doesn't matter. That's how they say if it's not on the Internet, it didn't happen. If you get in a fight with somebody, but it's not on the Internet, win or lose, it's not. It didn't happen because it's not like and that's the same thing with contracts. If you're not on paperwork, it didn't happen. So, you know, I can brag about blowing up a lot of people that I could take credit for a lot of shit right now, but I wasn't in paperwork. So the paperwork has to be right, you know, and that's just is what it is. You know, money, people get money and they, you see who they really are. You don't really know somebody till they get rich. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? You don't really know somebody till they get money. Thanks. A lot of times you're working with artists, he's starving, he's hungry, he needs you. He gets that 200, 300 grand, he's never gonna talk to you again. He's gonna start hanging around people who would've never talked to him if he didn't have money. So you just gotta make sure the paperwork is right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to give you know, it a big shout out if helping one I'm like New Orleans artist get known and seen and deal. Mm -hmm. Rob Four Nine. Yeah, I got him. I got him his deal. Um, great guy. Rob Four Nine is a great guy. Yeah, he's very humble. He's very humble, very well spoken. You could tell he was raised right. I love his mom. We had went out to eat when I was in New Orleans two months ago. Um, raised raised right. Um, Man, you don't see too many kids like that come out of New Orleans. They were just a full package, you know, because, you know, New Orleans is, is like a third world country. It's poverty, you know, and I love New Orleans, though. But, um, yeah, Ralph or not, he's a rare one. Um, and I, and I, I hope the best for him because um, I feel like the New Orleans music now is kind of like where Detroit was five years ago where the flow was kind of different, the cadence, the substance is just different. Five years ago, people thought Detroit music was whack. It was offbeat, it was too fast. Everybody trying Now to everybody's wearing buffs, everybody's trying to do the thing with the, uh, the offbeat flow. So um, it's just really, uh, it's just being innovative and, um, and just being yourself. And then uh, I feel like the industry's gonna gravitate to that. Right. Yeah, I just think, you know, it just leaves it. it 
it just it just it just it, it just with artists staying I'm like consistent and just growing. Right. No, definitely. I feel like just being true to yourself too. A lot of people aren't true to themselves. Like early two thousands, everybody was sounding like Migos. Everybody was trying to sound like Chief Keith. I feel like New Orleans is like a lot like Detroit to where New Orleans is gonna be New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just feel like um, I just feel like it's, it's just gonna take its time, you know, in, in this one song away. Yeah, New Orleans is just one song, one artist, one moment away for it to coming back. Cause everybody steals from New Orleans. The whole Drake, um, remember the shit he did? The twerk shit? Uh, everybody takes a little from New Orleans. So I just feel like it's just gonna take that right moment to put New Orleans back on the fourth on the uh the forefront. Right. And I feel like we don't have any well, even in the words of um like Big D, we don't have any on like gatekeepers. Yeah. But I feel like you, you yourself, I feel like I'm growing today. Yeah, and it's just every city you got every city comes to that to where as though you have, you know, you got a, a million roses, you you yourself. It's a lot of people who in New Orleans who are helping these artists, you know, and their platform is growing, your platform is growing. And it just takes time, you know? Like, I grew with Mo3, I grew with Yellow Beezy, I grew with Trap Boy, I grew with Go Yayo, I grew with a lot of these artists, I grew with a lot of Florida artists. So it just takes that time, man, and, and, and platforms like yourself. Right. So you know, like, you know, but years ago, actually, Actually, when you started your blog, like blogs weren't even, even cool. It was corny. So like, I, It's funny, I just told Rainwater that yesterday. Like five years ago, all the hood niggas thought it was corny to be a blogger. It was corny to pick up the camera. It was corny to, to, to report on the news. I was labeled a snitch. I was labeled a rat. I was labeled a cop. Now, if, now look now, all the hood niggas is picking up a mic and they're blogging on YouTube. They're being conspiracy theorists on YouTube and, 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 and shit like that. But five years ago when I was doing it, it was corny. But now everybody's doing it because they seeing that you could really make millions off this shit. You feel me? I, man, niggas hated me. They, I mean, I still get hate, but five years ago, niggas didn't see the vision. And it sucks that people don't see the vision until you make money. It's like if you don't, if you're not wearing uh, a gazillion chains and doing like this with two watches and like niggas don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like niggas don't see the vision until you really got some money. Like why do I got to shit on you three or four times before you believe in me? But it's, that's just what comes, that's just comes with the game. You know, I'm not here to, to, um, to shit on nobody. But uh, yeah, you see, yeah, hey man, we get hundreds of people in here every day. Hey, between the main strip? Yep. Hey, on Main Street. On Main Street. <laughs> so, like, you know, hey, like, actually, when did you actually decide hey, that you was gonna start signing artists and like build one on like record label as well? Um, when I start blowing up artists and then they would say fuck me. So I'm like, damn, okay, I gotta lock I I hate the contract shit, but you don't it's nowhere around it. You know, when when the Glock 9 shit happened, when the Rod Wave shit happened. And I missed out on millions. I could have made millions off Rod Wave. And he went online and said, fuck me and, and this, this, and that. That shit made me, it didn't, it didn't make me bitter or, or anything like that, but it was just kind of like one of them things to where it's though, okay, I can't be friends with you niggas. We, it's not big bro, little bro. It's real, it's real business. It's real millions being made. You know, Glock 9 signed for $2.5 million with cash money in Republic. You think we got anything? We didn't get anything. We we were we're still in the red. We paid for his first four or five music videos, so that's what made me really like get into this shit. Like, okay, it's a learning experience. Mm-hmm. I definitely understand that point. Okay, so 
like, you know, tell us far as like having one media platform. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm like, what separates you off of like all these media platforms out here? I feel like when you go to Say Cheese, we're more informational. Like when you go to Say Cheese, you'll learn shit. Like these young niggas don't watch the news no more. We don't watch, we don't wake up and see what happened in the world. When you go and say cheese, you're gonna learn new shit. It's, it's, it's not gonna be relevant news, but it's gonna be news that you didn't know you needed. Like you're gonna find out about Jeff Bezos going to space or a weird fact about whatever. And I feel like when you go and say cheese, you're gonna see bullshit, you're gonna see artists, trash or good, you're gonna learn something. You're gonna walk away from say cheese every day knowing a weird fact or what's going on with the world. Uh, uh, global warming, uh, the Florida collapse, uh, any weird shit that goes on in the world, you're going to see on Say Cheese. New laws, gun laws, um, murder rates, um, uh, people winning spelling bees, not just bad, good shit too. Um, uh, uh, facts, laws, all type of weird shit. And I feel like that's what separates us from everybody else because you leave Say Cheese with the street shit, but you're going to leave learning shit too. You know what I mean? When you go on a lot of these other platforms, it's too memed out. It's laugh emojis and um, who's better, young boy or little baby? Like we give you the real plus the bullshit. So. I definitely understand. Yeah. Man, I want to just like commend you for everything, cause. Yeah, it's all love, man. I see you grinding, man, and and this is just I see all these uh, outlets grinding, man, and it's it's a blessing that. It's a lot of young black entrepreneurs. We, we are on our own business. You know what I'm saying? I don't look at none of these guys as competition. It's a lot of guys who um, I tell Vlad, I learned from Vlad. Uh, shit, I, I've copied his blueprint. Um, For us, cheese actually, actually helped in mine because yeah. I became more like a journalist. Yeah. You know, like was the first media outlet to actually tell what the artist from yeah like a lot of like like a lot of platforms just post the artists yeah i was i was the first and that sounded like soldier boy but i turned (laughs) it into a geographical thing like detroit rapper for for me it was just such and such drops check him out yeah i broke shit down into regions you know what i'm saying i was um i remember yeah, you're man, you're hundred percent right, and it's dope that you even caught on to that that's because the I, that's the only reason that I grew so fast by, by tapping in with all these artists. Bro, by you bro, before say cheese, it was they didn't label where artists was really from. We yeah. really brought that the maps and the list. Like we started that list shit, the maps and um, what city is the hardest to blow out of, and have the numbers on each city. Like we really broke shit down to where it was easier to. To it was easier to um, for a person who's not into music, underground rap, they can really learn that by looking at graphics. You know what I'm saying? Right. We really started that. Okay. So I got this question for you. I've been traveling this whole pandemic. Like, uh-huh. do you ever like have a do you ever have a moment traveling to all these cities and interviewing everybody? Like, damn, I'm ready to go back home. Yes, hell yeah, <laughs> jet lag. Yeah, 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 yeah. That shit is serious, man. Like, uh, jet lag is real. Um, yeah, but there's nothing like traveling, though, man, and, and, and seeing the cultures and the accents and eating the food. It's nothing like traveling, man. And that's what really, you know, how Say Cheese really blew up so fast by traveling. Yeah, like, I try to follow your blueprint all the way, but the thing is, I'm a convicted felon, so I even yeah. wear everybody hood. Yeah. And I, and like, and also, but I'm not able to carry one legal firearm. Yeah. So like, I'm, I can't. Hey, I can't when, I was, when, I, when I was traveling early, I didn't have a, I didn't have a gun. <laughs> It was really by just by just listening by God. 
just by God and just not coming in there with my chest out and sure, respect. yeah just being respectful not not having the jewelry on I don't wear jewelry uh, no disrespect I see you got the big big shit on <laughs> but I don't I just don't wear I don't like to be flashy you see me I'm wearing Crocs bro so I don't like to come out and think I'm big and bad and try to shit on people like I just go in there go in the hood get my interview show my respect and leave so I don't carry I don't walk around with cash and I'm not, you know, people think they're untouchable. It's right. not like that. Every, every city got a hood. Right. Every suburb got a block where niggas, it get crazy everywhere. Some cities are worse than others. But it's, in every city, it's a nigga who will try you. Right. So I, I always kept that on my mental wherever I was at. Whether if I was in Chicago or New Orleans or Philly or Baltimore, St. Louis, Every city has a gutter, right. you know what I'm saying? So I always try to, to, to be like that Dallas got a gutter, you know what I'm saying? So. And with just me coming from the streets, I just know like in all those cities, it was very rare that they would actually do you something. Like, like mainly like inner cities actually do each other stuff. Mm -hmm. like, like people want to do stuff closer to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you know, when somebody comes out of town, they just be excited. Somebody yeah. came to the city to even, even, even join them. Yeah. I used to look like in the 90s, like the, all the white journalists mm. used to go to the Cali Projects. Yeah. I know they was kidding. Right. Yeah. Man, they <laughs> like, I mean. Was a street journalist, like used to be in them hood houses in the trap. Yeah. In my mind, like, I can't go there. Like, hey, what if that bitch get raided? I'm going yeah. to fella. I'm going to jail with Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's, that's real. But yeah, I would always. Man, just and, and not go in and just, you know, go in, get in and get out. You don't got to go in and be buddy buddy and stay around for too long. I, like, I don't like going to studio. Yeah, I don't go to studios. Like, that's one place I don't go to. I think studios are bad luck. So, yeah, I don't go to studios. And, you uh, got to get on that. Like, how, like yeah. why do you feel like studios? Studios is a trap. If you look back, there's a lot of rappers who died in studios. Look, Go, go back and look at it. Uh, from Bankroll Fresh to... Um, it's a lot of people who got caught in studios. Studios have a bad vibe. It's a lot of different energies in one building. Yeah, uh, L.A. Capone. It's a lot. It's a it's a lot of rappers who died in studios. I just feel like it's a lot of energy, and it's it's a trap. Everybody goes there to record. You know that's where rappers gotta go. So I I try to stay far away from studios. Okay. And, and so you know, everything is like next coming up years. Like, what do you see? I'm like, say cheese, like the brand going. Um, really, just continue. I want an artist, a big artist. I get a big artist, and that's really what I want at this point. Um, I don't know, man. I want say cheese to just keep breaking artists. Um, maybe have a, a, a TV show on some shit like uh, making it a band. Um, I'm working on some shit like that with a, uh, a YouTube uh, uh, partnership. And um, it's a lot of shit I got going, man. I got a weed farm. We're in one of my venture store that's going that great. Next, I was about to see. So what's next for Sean Cotton? Yeah, I want to start directing movies too. Um, I want to start uh, developing video games. So it's a lot of things I want to do, man. It's a lot. I see, but I see you doing it, but you don't seem like a person that, you know, and just sit around and just wait to do it. Yeah, nah, I like, I like taking risks, man. Even if I failed, I did it. Right. I tried. You know what I'm saying? Like, I tried. Like, you can't make a fun of, you can't make fun of somebody who tried. And that's just my thing. Like, I don't care about 
what people think, man. As long as I gave it a hundred, what can you, what can you really say? Also, and um, also, but last but not least, tell everybody. I'm like, what can they find you at on social media and just everywhere? Uh, Sean Cotton on every platform. Say Cheese TV on every platform. Uh, shit, that's really it. Um, I'm really my name. Like, shit, my name been Sean Cotton since MySpace. So, and that's my real name. It's just you know, I never really had like an alter ego. But uh, yeah, man, I'm just man. Follow me. Follow Say Cheese. Follow no. Uh, uh, Nolazine, Nola, Nola I'll be, call, be wanting to call you magazine. Uh, Nolazine TV, follow Nolazine TV. Man, he's taking over in New Orleans, in, in Louisiana. Um, man. I'm trying to be global like you, I'm working. Man, bro, you could do it. You could definitely do it, man. And, um, you know, I was in your position, you know, traveling and doing it, man. And it's enough money for everybody, you know. It's enough interviews for everybody. Like I tell people, they have a rapper wake up every day. Yeah, it's a new day. rapper. It's a new story. And it don't even got to be a rapper. It could be an entrepreneur. Next. It could be a manager. It don't got to be. You can interview a homeless man off the street. If his story is unique, is unique it's going to go viral. So it's all about branching outside of, you know, hip-hop, man. Because, you know, hip-hop is the biggest genre in rap. And, and it's so powerful but we can be bigger than that. You know, we can we can go off into movies and Hollywood and be the next John Singleton. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of money out here. And, and, and but actually speaking on interviewing just random people that go viral, like, like how did you find, I'm like, Charleston White? <laughs> um, I had seen him go viral. Well, he had a video on, P, uh, on YouTube about PS5s. And, uh, it was so funny, man, and just and then I watched that, I watched that video of him going uh, viral on YouTube about PS5s, and then um, I woke up every morning because he would wake up every morning and go on Facebook Live, so I watched him for like five days straight, and then um, I reached out to him and I just knew what me and him would do together because I know with his, with, with he at that time he had an older following. So I knew if I showed him to my younger following, yeah. what it would do. It was like fire and water mixed together. Well, fire and oil mixed together. Cause I just knew it, was, it would blow up, you know, cause fire and oil don't mix. So um, yeah, I knew it would, what it would do. And now he, he's, he's going crazy. Yeah, because, because I'm like last year when I came to Dallas, and but Dallas Global actually, actually told me to interview him. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know who the hell Charleston White was. Right. And but, and yeah. Because I saw seeing you <coughs> yep. I wasn't the first to interview him. It was just, you know, the blueprint I had. I already, when I first seen him, I knew what I was going to do. Yeah. yeah, but you have your own vision, you know. That's what I tell everybody. Like, everyone can have a media company, but, like, you got to find I mean, your niche and just be unique. Because yep. everybody don't have your vision. Everybody don't have your vision, man. And like I said, they laugh at you. They laugh at you too at work. Or they try to doubt you. They said, oh, well, it was going to happen regardless. Or, you know, they try to dumb shit down. But that's just, that's just what come with it. All right. Um, but I appreciate you, man, for doing this interview. Man, I appreciate Nolazine TV. Um, fuck with him. And I appreciate you for fucking with me. Nolazine, make him scream. N-O-L-A-Z-I-N-E. Make him S-C-R-E-A-M. Scream. Nolazine, make him scream. You heard me.